Welcome to Night of the Living Geeks. If you geek out over it, we've got a podcast for it. You're listening to the Lunch Hour Anime Special. I'm Rage. And I'm Jolly. This week we watched Girls und the Panzer, their film. This is the Night of the Living Geeks podcast. Check out our past episodes of the show at notlg.com. And support this program and the network today at patreon.com slash notlg. I mean, what I appreciate about the show is that, like, you were saying, like, you want a, a screenshot of, um, of which team? The Finnish team? No. The Finnish team. Yeah, yeah the Finnish team. As you're like, like, what I appreciate is this is a show that you can, like, use as a desktop wallpaper. <laughs> like, I have that as the background of my phone right now, the, um... Yeah, I know, I know. You kind of had the, uh... Yeah. Well, I've got... You lamented the lack of options for Vert. Well, not just the entire, like, okay, the entire... Hyperdimension Neptunia is a little weird, right? Because either either you get them post transformation, which is just no, <laughs> right? Or pre transformation, it's like that little bit too much, too much anime feel, mm. like really, you know, like we like we talk about like like anything anime gets this like the same wash, and it kind of makes people a little weird. Mm-hmm. But the beautiful thing about this is it's tanks, which somehow <laughs> makes it more normalized. I feel like. I could have I could have the Stug the Stug three the um, History Club's tank on my desk and people are just like oh I guess it's like a World War Two thing I don't know like it doesn't scream anime in a way that brands you you know so like this one even <laughs> like we're looking at a picture right now of the Saint Gloriana team and like it's a little weird you know but because it's still anime but it's like it's not bad it's just people in uniform with like a tank behind them it's like some weird propaganda looking it is thing. a prop- it's a propaganda poster <laughs> yeah. But it's so much better than than anything hyperdimension Neptunia. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which makes it hard to kind of, unfortunately, hard hard to be a quote unquote fan of the show because if I want to go out and get like a poster, or a figure, or anything that's not one of the tanks, it for some reason they've got to you know fan service it up. Yeah. Yeah, like we were talking about, I think it was, I think we recorded the conversation that Darjeeling um, Figma statue is really good. They've just mm-hmm. added too much plastic in the wrong places. It's like, that, that's supposed to be like a 13-year-old girl. <laughs> like, but even like, no. But even then, that's, the, that's tame because, compared to the other stuff, because they've got, they've got what is it, the, the Beach Queens lineup. Yeah. The, the, the awkward, the, awkward. The Race Queens lineup. Which, which is, is also awkward. And now they have, like, they're starting to release, like, the Bunny Queens that's extra awkward. Yeah. It's and it's not it's not necessary. And this is the thing like um we were looking at the subreddit a second ago for for girls and panzer and like uh it's most subreddits like split the the safe for work content and the not safe for work content and this one does it just kind of all throws them together. And what it leads to the subreddit has a discussion I've noticed in the comment threads. Like from post to post, like is this a show for a younger audience or is this definitely and a show for adults? And I hadn't thought about that. There's no necessarily bad language in here. There's no, I mean, except for the obligatory scenes where they're like doing their. I thought about like the scenes where they're in the spa, right? It's always after a, a match. 
which feels awkward for us to watch because they're younger and it's a spot, but it's an all-girls school. It's not awkward for them. It also makes sense that and you would go into you would it, go into a warm bath. Right. It's, after, a, it's after a, sport. a sport. It's a sport, and they're they're doing the thing that you do after after a sporting match. Like so, in in the context, it works, and it's not the way it's portrayed is not super fan servicey. It's not like watching half of the animes we've watched, right? <laughs> it's not it's not handled that way. So I was thinking, like, this really could be not like a kids show. You know, it's not like going to be on Nickelodeon, but there's no reason you couldn't show this to an actual 13-year-old girl. Yeah, except when you start looking at the ancillary, the stuff, the yeah. ancillary merchandise. Yeah, and it's like, but, so I feel like that the crushes part of your audience away by doing that, by making that part of the, the actual merchandising of the show. Well, the problem is, I don't know if it's a problem, but it's a weird, it's a weird, um, it's a weird issue where... It, the the mangaka and the creator famously gave a directive, non, no negotiations, not you know, no exceptions, no panty shots, in this entire <laughs> this entire manga or show. Which that's such an anime thing that you have to specify. Yeah, you have to specify. <laughs> so like he wanted he wanted to keep it kind of clean ish. I mean, yeah. you still have the the spas, but you know, there's no. When you're out in the field, when you're out in the tanks, there's no unnecessary lewdness. There's none of that, mm-hmm. which is kind of cool. Keeps you know, keeps the the show quote unquote pure. Keeps you focused so that you're focused on the battles, on the story, on on the characters. Mm-hmm. Then you have stuff like their figures that they release, where yeah. you've got everyone like in swimsuits and stuff. Yeah, it's. It feels weird. But, I mean, that's what sells. So Yeah, yeah that's what you can, sells. you can only blame the retailer so much if that's, they're trying to make a profit. Yeah, <laughs> true. I mean, how much how much decision... I mean, he how much power did he have over the merchandise? He yeah. can say all he wants... For the show. For the show. Like, I want it clean. I want it I want it good. I want it, I want it nice. But when the company releases... When the company releases... the uh, Licenses the characters to, like, Figma or... Could, could, Kotobukiya. Thank you. Or whoever else. <laughs> you know, they're kind of given leeway to do what they want. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, it's, I mean, you're saying like the no panty shot thing, and I was like, I didn't, I didn't even think about that until right now. How, I mean, this is a show where they're in uniforms because it's a sport. You're wearing the sports uniform, and <laughs> half of them are school uniforms too, which they're young girls in girls' sports, un- or girls' school uniforms. Um, St. Gloriana has the skirts. Ori has the skirts. Pravda, I think, has pants, though. Pravda, I, th- I don't remember. Pravda, I think they had skirts, but I think they wore stuff on it. Because we only yeah. see Pravda during the the snow fight, so it makes sense that they're bundled up. Yeah, and then, like, Kurime also has the skirts. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so I'm, Saunders had the had the short shorts. Yeah, I mean I had noticed, but now that you mentioned it, like yeah, it's kind of a feat that we got through an entire anime without an obligatory panty shot. Yeah, <laughs> I hadn't even thought about that. And I think that makes it. That's why that's why it works. Yeah, it's because they're not shoving this, and you're not. It's not breaking the quote unquote it immersion. It doesn't make me feel awkward. Mm-hmm. Like if like when I'm watching an anime and it's a 13 year old girl. And I'm kind of getting invested in the story anyway. And then you give me a panty shot. I'm like, I am pulling away from the show a little bit in this moment. That was, that was a big problem with Neptunia with me. It was it was kind of like, this is a great story. This is amazing. I love it. I love the allegories. Why are you doing that to Nepgear? Yeah. Or more awkwardly, why are you making... Ramen Ram. Why do you make Pico... Oh, yeah. Like a triple E cup <laughs> or something ridiculous when she transforms. Like, no, that's like literally like a 10-year-old girl. 
No, bro. Yeah, that's... No. <laughs> I don't care that she's CPU, so she's been eternal. She's not the age that her character... Like, no, 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 no. You're drawing her like a 10-year-old girl when she transforms. I don't give a shit. Like, you draw her as a 10-year-old girl, I don't care if she's really been alive for 400 years. That's what I'm seeing in my head. Yeah. And that's not cool. Um, but, because, but because they didn't do that, this is one of the first shows I think made me actually appreciate um, the positive parts of making a show about 13-year-old girls in high school. No, because I was thinking about this, and we were talking about our favorite characters of the main cast. You like, um, I'm terrible with names. Uh, uh, Yukari. Yeah, you like Yukari. But mine is the flower vase girl. What's her name? Hana. Hana. I, I'm terrible with names. I like her because she's, she's strong-willed, but quiet. You know, like, she does, like, the, the way she presents herself does not show how strong she is as a person. And I like that character a lot. Um, but we get to see that... <clears throat> Because she has drama with her mother, right? And she has drama with um, with some other people that she resolves through her own strength of character. Um, but I think that that drama gets up and gets resolved within, like, four episodes because she is a 13-year-old girl. Like, when you when your run is 20 episodes or 24 episodes, I can't remember where this one was. Um, it was less than that, yeah. Girls was 12. Like 12. Yeah, it's yeah. 12. When it's 12, you can't have... You can't have the kind of drama a 40-year-old person has in their life. If these are 40-year-old women, like, the drama and conflict they have in their lives does not get resolved in four episodes, right? Like, by making these 13-year-old girls, they can have drama and they can resolve it because it's not really a big fucking deal. <laughs> the only person who has real big fucking deal drama in their life is is Miho. Well, I don't know. I think it's just how it's written. I mean, you can make them 13 or 33. It's depending on how it's written. Yeah. And then to me, it's like, because they got with it from the fan service stuff, we were able to kind of focus on that. On the actual fucking on the actu- character? On the actual characters and yeah. their drama. And there was, and I'm there not was never a moment when we pulled away. There's no moment where I pulled away. There's not a moment where I stopped caring. There's not a moment where it's like, I don't care anymore because of all this obligatory garbage that they're shoving in. Yeah. So I think, I think even if you did that for like 33, 43-year-old, you know, women... If you know, if you can just keep it focused on the story, yeah, you can. If it's the writing's, if the writing's good, you could probably you can do yeah, it. Yeah, but I mean, there, there's the level of realism too, right? Like if I'm a, you know, if I'm in an anime right now, my my drama in my life is that I don't make enough money, or we're going to stay in this area where we live with our family and our friends, or we have to move, even though we have a kid. And like that kind of drama that's in my life right now, the conflict in my life doesn't get resolved in two weeks. Well, that's well, that's <laughs> the problem is that that's that's long term drama. Yeah. Right. Now, they're looking at short-term drama, which is with, which is within it's within a couple months. It's it's them doing Tankery. It's Hana telling her mom, "I like Tankery. I'm not quitting. I'm not quitting flower arrangements, but I'm really I'm really loving Tankery." And then two weeks later, they have the matches. The mom watches the match. The mom sees the the flower arrangement that's now grown in terms of. Uh, Ability yeah. and artistic development, and the mom's like, "Well, okay, I can see that you know you haven't neglected the flowers. You're still, you know, you still want to stick with the flowers. I mean, like for thirteen year old, that's the whole world. But in reality, that's not that big of a conflict. Yeah. And I'm thinking if you if you wrote the same thing for a thirty three year old, you know, person, it it could be something as simple as maybe this a tankery fight. Like I got to get better." Let me practice, practice, practice. All right, we won, and that's the conflict. I mean, because yeah. the, because I think the, yeah, we do have different, different uh, levels of drama, drama, different levels of drama. But I think it depends depending on which level you pick, you can resolve something in two hours, two weeks, two years. Yeah, 
But I'm just saying, like, her her primary conflict, Han's primary conflict, is an argument with her mother, right? Most arguments you have with your mother when you're 13 are, no, I want to take this class, though, Mom. <laughs> right? And there's a fight over. There's a legitimate fight over. I'm not trying to belittle the argument that yeah. they had. But the, if I were to get in an argument with my mother or my mother-in-law right now, it's not going to be... It's not going to be that level. It's going to be something that, you know, is a bigger fucking deal. Because also, I have more perspective as an adult. Like, shit that mattered to me when I was 13, I now have perspective that doesn't fucking matter at all. <laughs> Most of the shit I was up in arms about when I was 13 are fucking crap. Right? Like, so, also, when you have an older audience, like, if if Han is 30 and her mom is 60 and they're getting in a fight, in a fight over a flower arranging class, I'm going to call bullshit because they're both immature twats at that point, right? Like, at a certain point... It's it's also the con- the context of their age that makes that drama viable, and it, like not to the point where I don't. I'm invested. I want her her mother to accept her, and I want her to resolve this, and I want I want them to be happy. But it's nice because because they're younger, because the show is set in this age group and in this setting, I can get invested and have a reasonable expectation of a resolution that feels natural within the time frame of the show. Well, I think it just depends on what you pick because Hana and her mom could have a very long-term resolution. Hana wants to, you know, let's just say Hana wanted to go to Ori and her mom wanted to send her something else. That is a long-term conflict that a 13-year-old girl will have with her mother. Yeah. Well, and we, we get a long-term conflict, fam- familiar one, and it's it's Miho and her mom. Well, it's Miho and her mom. And that, that deserves to be a long-term conflict because her mother believes that she is betraying the family line and Miho believes that her mother doesn't give a shit about her life. Like, literally, that her life is worth less than their tankery heritage, right? And that's that's a conflict that does not resolve in the confines of the show, and it doesn't. And it doesn't resolve by the end of the movie, and it doesn't. And I appreciate that in everything we've seen, that conflict, I, it needs to last. That's going to last <laughs> until they're both fucking adults, because that's bullshit. <laughs> and I think that just kind of proves the point of, like, you can be 13, 23, 33, 43, you will have conflicts that last two days, and conflicts that will last the rest of your life. Yeah. So Hannah's thing can, can, can last three or, you know, two weeks, four weeks, a month, because yeah. that's all resolved within the, the tournament, basically. Yeah. Miho's the same age much more has much more trauma much more difficulties and yeah they're not gonna Miho's probably never gonna be invited back for Christmas or New Year's ever again <laughs> yeah at least not without Maho sneaking around the house but, and that's the, that's the other side of it too because they're younger there's more contour to like their problems aren't set in stone their their dramas and their family aren't set in stone so Miho is still kind of trying to figure out what her relationship with Maho is right now She's nervous about going home, and we see in this that Maho's like, no, sis, I got you. We're fine, and not only do I got you when you come home, I got you in the battle, too. Like, we, it'll be you and me to the very end. Like, it's nice that because they're younger, they're, like, if they're 30 and their mom's 60, Maho's got to pick a side, and Maho's got to stick to it. Like, this kind of dynamic does not happen 20 years into their future. <laughs> like, either it gets resolved, or they're, they're ostracized from their mom, or their mom leaves both of them, like... It doesn't happen this way when they're old. I mean, I just, I appreciate that this show has given me a better appreciation of, like, because that's something I always hate about anime. Like, and I, I say this all the time. Why do they have to be 13-year-old girls? Why do they have to be in high school all the fucking time? But this is making me appreciate why it's that way. I think because it doesn't pull me out of out of the show with a panty shot. <laughs> like, I think it comes around to that. Well, way. I think that's the problem is, um, to me, I don't really care what the age of the protagonist antagonist characters are yeah. i need a good story 
and if you feel like you have to have fan service in there, it pulls me out. Yeah. Because yeah, it's kind of kind of creepy for one, and two, it's, it feels unnecessary. Yeah. Because you could right here this show this right here perfect example of a show that's done well, a show that is amazing. And a show that didn't have to resort to those cheap tricks. Yeah, and a show that still has slutty merchandising, even though the show itself. <laughs> you can enjoy the show separate of that. It's not, it's not intertwined to where you, you you can't avoid it. Yeah. If I can, I can avoid the garbage merchandise. Hell, that's not even all of the stuff. I can. We can still get a tank, or we can still get a figure of them in their uniform to stand yeah. in there. We can know, order St. Gloriana ties. Yeah, yes. <laughs> yes, we can. We, we can get stuff of just them, like, just hanging out, like, sitting there, like, nothing provocative. Yeah. We, yeah, we, I'm still able to enjoy the series without that, which I can't stay the same for 90% of the well, stuff out there. I think, I think a lot of times when people come up with a show, they think, I need to slut up the art a little bit so that the... So the viewer knows that if they go look for merchandise, they'll be able to find what they're looking. I mean, not necessarily like that, but gives you more of the cue. Like here, like there's not a cue in the show that you can go find a body pillow. I mean, you know you can, but you're not <laughs> oh like, oh my god, you know what I mean? <sighs> like if you're watching Hyperdimension Neptunia, <sighs> right? You're like, oh, there's dozens of vert body pillows. <laughs> you know there are. After this, you're like, yes, I'm sure somebody made one for Gloriana, but, like, whatever. Well, I mean, it's just, like, if you like the show, you're going to go find merch. Yeah. And, and they don't need to sell the, they don't need to sell the show on, you know, fan service or whatever. Yeah. Like, the show in itself is great. And if, you know, you want something fan service well, if, yeah, here you go. Uh, here's $70, please. <laughs> but I don't, I don't have to get that. That's yeah. not in the show. I, I can enjoy the show without having to see that crap and that's what what i really enjoy one of the things i really enjoy about it so speaking of uh saint gloriana which one is your favorite school favorite favorite school yeah outside of ori oh i can't say history club best club no favorite school favorite school outside of ori honestly probably saunders saunders Saunders? i like k k is hilarious yes k is hilarious but she's also legit because we just girlfriend i just watched the first six again and in the fight where she realizes that her second in command is cheating and says like yeah that's fucked up so we're gonna go five on five we're gonna leave the rest of my tanks here we're gonna do this we're gonna do you on your terms we're gonna we're gonna fight like gentlemen basically you know Mm -hmm. and she even though she loses she's like whatevs we did it legit we did it straight yeah, I'm gonna take you know my second command is gonna get her ass kicked. Gonna go flog her behind the barn. <laughs> yeah, gonna, gonna beat her ass. Uh, and it's, even then, when she when she when Miho and and K meet after the fight, K gives her this big hug and she's like, Nah, this is censored though. This ain't war. Yeah. So it's all about because remember the stupid propaganda video in the first episode. It's all about being ladylike, becoming you know feminine, becoming like the perfect. You know, whatever woman, or yeah. basically like honing yourself to become like the best you can be. Yeah, if you cheat, you can't do that. No. So Kay's just kind of like, yeah, like I'm in the censure though, not in the war. Yeah. So we're doing this even terms. I lost, but eh, I had fun. Yeah, and and, and she comes back in the movie, and she's a total bro. Brings yeah. the plane, she, helps them get their tanks. Yeah, and and <laughs> even then, like she says, don't my payment, don't give up. Yeah, she doesn't care. She's like, "This is legit. We're we're bros." 
Well, and also, like, we, we talk about um, uh, Nishizumi School and Kurime, like, also, like, I lost to you. Don't give up. Like, I don't want your school to go away. Like, I want a chance to beat you and play. Like, that was a good match, and I want a chance to play you again on your terms. Like, I want to keep playing you on your own game, you know? Like, I feel that that's different than what Kay said. I think Nishizumi, I think, um... Well, no, Nishizumi, they, they want their honor back. They yeah. want to... They, 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 they want to crush on. Yeah. They don't want to. They don't want to play them again. They don't want to play them again like me and you would play in Street Fighter, where we're, <laughs> we're like, "This is great, you know. I don't care. We're having fun. We're hitting random character. It doesn't matter." This is like me at the arcade way back when I played Soul Calibur. Yeah. And like the guy coming up and getting all pissy because he thinks he's the best. He's crushing everyone, no, you know, and then is- someone else shows up with a character that he. That's low tier and beating his ass. Yeah, you know, you know what this exactly is. This is, this is when the Patriots were undefeated in the regular season up to Super Bowl and lost the fuck damn Giants, the underdog. They had the lowest odds of everybody in the playoffs that year, and they beat the undefeated. And so this is the like Patriots come back. You cannot take the Giants out of this league. I need to beat them mercilessly every season, every game until the end of time. <laughs> like this is that they're like they had the. They're probably one of the best teams in the history of the sport, and then lost the fuck damn Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, Bill Belichick, his his salt is high. Yeah, it'll never go down because he he has a bitterness in him, and he wants to make sure that from here to the to the day he dies, the Giants are crushed under his thumb every yeah. time. So now Nishizumi's got one. Nishizumi versus Orai is is zero one, <laughs> and by the time Orai goes out of existence, they want to be. Thirty and one. <laughs> they want to win the next thirty fucking matches brutally as they can, but they'll never get there. I, th- I just think K is like, like my, my you know my second in command cheated and we didn't get a fair fight. We kind of did because I did the five. But I I want to play you again. Like you guys were fun to play against. I don't want you to go away. I think it's more more sporting than definitely more sporting than Kurohime. Well, I think even Kurohime would be like, yeah, I want to crush you and then. You can disappear. Yeah. Once we've, once we've, uh, not only just restored our honor, but made sure, like, we're not gonna do this, you know, yeah. flag we, take. We're gonna do like an elimination match, and we're gonna crush you without losing one of our own. And we're gonna destroy your tanks so bad you can't fix them again. <laughs> no repairs, like, you are out. Like, your school is, your school is gone because we destroyed you that bad. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what, what they want. That's what Kudahime wants. <laughs> I think my favorite might be the the Finnish school now. I also really like <laughs> I really like Saint Gloriana because I like the addition of Rose Hip and Vanilla and all of them. I like their like little speedster squad. I think that's really fucking cool that they have a balanced team and they just have like a little squad that can just run around and flank and do crazy shit. Because a lot of what we see here is is teams that have like their one gimmick, right? Like. Italy and Duce like their tankettes. They like their fast little tanks that they can just flip back over. Yeah. And, get blown and that's cool, but like, you need more than one trick, guys. Well, also, it's like that. But was there only, they only had like the one thing that could destroy anything? Yeah. Yeah, that, that's kind of a bad. Yeah. Um, but I, I like the finish not only because they're like crazy <laughs> with their super fast tank, like drifting all over the place, and then after it loses the treads, it can still fight. Like, that's cool. But I like their, their leader playing the music on the little like harp. The hand harp thing? I don't even know what it's called. Like, playing that, and then the whole tank, like, taps their feet to the rhythm, and they fight to the rhythm of the commander playing, like, I just think that's fucking cool. <laughs> there's, a, there's a little theory that she's kind of a mirror image of Darjeeling, because now you've got, like, a, a commander that does something weird in the tank, like, Darjeeling drinks her tea, um, Mika plays the, uh... The thing. The thing. No, Mika, I think it's Mika. Plays yeah. the thing. You have... The second in command that doesn't know what the hell's going on. Like Orange Pico 
like she's all you know she's 100% loyal but like Darjeeling says these weird things these weird proverbs yeah and the same thing with which is so British just quoting random shit and and thinking everybody understands what the fuck you're talking about and it's the same thing I think it's the blonde in in the Finnish tank because Mika likes to say you know proverbs and random shit and you could actually I think there's a couple scenes in the movie where you can actually see the blonde like what <laughs> the fuck are you talking about right like, like, yeah like that look on her face like huh what, what? I don't <laughs> what yeah the universe is cool I really really like um, Shimada uh, the, the quote unquote villain the, the, the adversary commander the, oh the intang- the, the opponent the yeah the opponent in the movie she's not the villain she's yeah. definitely just the yeah. opponent I like that she like Hangs out on a hill, but then when she fucking has to, her tank is a game. <laughs> she comes down off that hill and takes out like ten all on her own. Shows why she's the prodigy yeah. and why she's on university team. Yeah, yeah. And then she takes on the Nishizumi sisters like two v one and almost gets them. Yeah. <laughs> she's she's legit, and I love it. Yeah, and her tank looks cool, and she looks cool sitting up in that tank. And I like that she has the bear. And <laughs> she starts singing, and her team is like. Commander singing, you know what that means? Charge! <laughs> yeah, it's like oh, she's it's like she's oh, that's the signal that she's joining. All right, let's go. It's like yeah. it's like a huge morale booster, and it's awesome. Yeah, and that's like that's smart too. I don't know, I don't know how much she's doing it on purpose, but that's smart to be like, I'm going to have good tactics, and you guys are going to be able to win without me. But then when she starts singing, like they're like, oh, good backup is coming. I know it's just one tank, but it's fucking backup. <laughs> She's worth like half of a time. Yeah. Know. And I love that. I think it's cool. And like we were saying in the show, it doesn't feel um, it doesn't feel overpowered like the mouse or the T-28 heavy tank that they have or the artillery. Like those things, they're allowed within the context of the show, but they feel overpowered. They felt cheaty. Yeah. She didn't feel cheaty. <clears throat> she was just really, really good. Yeah. Skill doesn't. Skill is not cheating. <laughs> no, she was really good. Like all that other stuff was just over the top garbage. Yeah. But her being able to pull off, basically take out the entire, almost the entire Japanese squad. I think she took out like five of them. Yeah. Like all on her own in that first scene that she joins. Yeah, that's just her being badass. Yeah, and that's that's cool. I'm down for that. And I like how like you know no hard feelings at the end. She just shows up and she's like. A medal for your victory. She gives him the. She gives her the boko that they both. But she, she shows up on that oh. bear that had intervened into the fight and made her pause. Yeah. She would have won if not for the bear that she came ready right in. On. I love that. <laughs> like, like no hard feelings. Like you know you won. Yeah. Here you go. Because that's essential. Yeah, that's essential. That's how you do it properly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think I'm going to try and get my wife to watch an episode of this. I don't know what her response is to me. She's she's not necessarily anti-anime, but she's very much that's animation stuff is not my thing. Because um, very rarely is it stuff she's actually interested in. So it's just the, there's correlation in that most anime is not things that she enjoys. So when she sees mm. it, she's kind of like, I guess I'll try this. But I mean, we watched um, we watched all of Avatar together and all of the Star Wars cartoon stuff together. So she's not so anti-animated stuff. But uh, I think we need this shot. This is way outside my wife's wheelhouse, but I'm going to try. Because this is really good. Well, this is way outside everyone's wheelhouse. Like, like <laughs> I'm looking, I, I remember when I read the description for the very first time, like a year, year and a half ago, I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> but then I started watching, we started watching it together, and I was like, oh my god, how did I not know this? <laughs> how was this not in my life? This is amazing. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure this is one. And there's still more OVAs that we're going to be able to do, right? 
there's at I think there's six OVAs. Okay. So we have five done, to go. Yeah, we've done one. And at the end of the year, at least in Japan, they're releasing the the finale. Girls on Panzer Dust finale. Yeah. That's a six episode series, mini series. I don't know how long that's going to be, or how big. Um, I shouldn't say how long. How big the episodes are. If they're like the standard twenty-two minutes, yeah, or if, if they're, they're like, like an hour. hour long, yeah. But I'm I'm psyched for that. And I'm psyched because that might mean new merch too. Yeah, <laughs> hell yeah! I'm psyched for the game that's coming out later yeah. on. I downloaded so I downloaded the app, the APK, because you can sideload stuff on Android. And um, okay, the loading screen is not cool, but <laughs> I'm trying to find the language settings, and I don't think that there's a loading screen. <laughs> it's like all of their bikini outfits. Uh... Um, so I'm trying. I tried to find the language, but the language setting in here. <laughs> if I don't think there is a language setting, um, probably not. Because I looked up, I looked, yeah, I looked up some of their games and some of their iOS stuff. It was Japan only. Yeah, it was like it's like Madoka, where they don't really release all the ancillary stuff out here. Yeah, so Maybe you kind of need to know a little bit of Japanese in order to do all that stuff. I'll, I'll, I'm going to look up a YouTube video, see if you can give me the basics of what buttons to push for, like how to play. <laughs> Because it's a very visual sort of interface, like right. this tank here and this tank here. Um, so I think once I just can, I don't even need to read the UI. As long as I know what the UI buttons do, maybe I can figure it out. That's yeah. a, that's a project for another day. But yeah, we good. I'm stoked. The one thing yeah. I wanted to think, one thing I, I was thinking about though, huh. was remember how they're talking about they're doing, they're making a pro league, right? Yeah. And how like this was this match against Shimada elimination was supposed to be prepped for Pro League. And I was looking at it, and I'm thinking, I'm looking at the ORI team, like the eight tanks in general. I'm thinking, you know, if they had like a smaller league, could you imagine these guys just kicking the shit out of everyone? Um because I'm, let me let me lay it out and then you can refute. These guys have crap tanks in the span of less than like a semester. They go from zero experience to national champs. They all believe 100% behind Miho. Like, they'll, they'll follow Miho, like, through, through hell. And they just, and then they go out and they just win everything. They, they won that. And then with the help of all the other schools, they, they're able to take out the university team. I think, like, if these guys kind of stayed together and kept going, they'd be, like, kind of a, a, a dynasty for the first few years. So my, my counterpoint, um, I, the Pravda Katusha? Katsia. Okay. So I looked, I looked them up too. All of the, um, all of the Russian team names mm-hmm. are traditional Russian folk music titles. <laughs> um, and so the one that they sing when they charge in mm-hmm. this is her, mm-hmm. Katusha's, um, song. That's that song that they sing. Mm-hmm. Um, so she mentions that elimination doesn't have a time limit, so she's she says just wait for oh, yeah. General Winter to get here, um, and uh, and so it's annihilation, and there's no time limit, and I think I think part of the reason they do so well is that nobody knows Miho, and nobody knows her tactics to start, and Miho guns for the flag tank, and granted she pulls a win out here, but I think it's again because they don't know her so much. Once you play in a pro league or even get up to the university level, there's a, you, you study the tape, right? <laughs> like, now there's there's tape on her and how she fights, and you know you have no time limit. Don't follow her into the park. Like, that's part of... Let's, I mean, I, the university follows them in out of hubris, right? Knowing that... Because they say over and over, like, it's just a high school team. They shouldn't be able to do this. You know, the ragtag. Like, they bring it up um, multiple times. So even if it's eight by eight, eight on eight, if you're the university next time around, don't go into the park. Wait for them to come out. Keep your formation, 
you know you have better aim. You know you have better tanks. You know you have probably a better, a more, a more experienced squad. Don't follow him in there. Don't let Miho pull her random stuff. Because Maho even says, like, you don't fight by the book. Go into the amusement park and go off the book and make them go off the book. But by the same token, if you're Shimada, just keep all your tanks on that hill. Let them hang, like, just wait for them to come out. And True. If, if they don't, like, the, there's no time limit. Got all day. Yeah, well, there's also no time limit for Miho. She can sit there and come up with, like, some crazy ambush tactics and they can hang out. And if they're in a town, you just walk over, get a pizza, come back. <laughs> if, if Shimada, if the Shimada school has the thing, if they're in like the wilderness or whatever, surrounding the town, they're gonna have to have supplies popped in. Whereas you've got, you know, duck team there, you know, eating some tacos. I think, yeah. I think the time limit goes both ways, in my opinion. The time limit goes yeah. both ways. I think it does, but I think, I, I think it does, but I think, like they say in the thing, the longer the match goes, the more it will lean towards the people with experience. Like, the more it will go in favor of the people who have more experience. And I, I do think that they're on a roll because nobody knows Miho's style. And then even in this one, sure, maybe they know some more of Miho's style, but this is Miho and Darjeeling and Maho and Pravda and Duce. Like, they're, they're, they're like six different squads that are fighting different ways. All of, like, it makes them a much more difficult opponent because they're not a single unified tactic. You can't just say they are all doing this because there are like five squads doing different fucking things all over the place. I was just thinking it's just Orai, like not not the yeah, know, not the farther yeah. ones. I was thinking it's just Orai. Yeah, but I'm saying in the film, in the film. That, that's probably partly why they won, right? Because mm. there's six different tactics go like their their disjointedness was a strength. But if you're doing eight by eight, they're not going to be as disjointed, and they're going to have a more unified tactic. Hopefully, maybe I don't know. <laughs> I just I I don't feel like they'd be rolling over people i don't know i just think i think that they would because just how short how good they get in such a short time which means that there's probably a lot of potential there yeah and if they just stuck with it because like you have at least the one group that's freshman and then miho's probably second year at the most so they have at least one year to get this stuff together mm-hmm. you know miho's found her love again and you know, when you love something, you're going to do well at it. So yeah. I can imagine that she's going to have plan A, B, C up to triple Z, even when, you know, when shit goes wrong. Yeah. And that, again, that is her thing, her unpredictability. And I can't, I can't imagine her not being able to maintain that. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I don't, yeah, maybe that's what the dust finale is about. I haven't yeah. read, I haven't read anything about what it's supposed to be focused I, on. I do like that we see them lose again at the beginning of the movie. We see, we see Miho lose. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes this fun. It's, you actually, you're actually invested. She's gonna lose this battle. <laughs> you're actually invested. Like, she, yeah. She could lose and Ordai could blow up, but. Yeah. When but, Shimada comes down off the hill and starts blowing people away, you have legitimate suspense that they're gonna lose. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, we'll, I mean, I think she'll lose again in dust finale somewhere in there. No, really. Uh, <laughs> uh, hopefully, no, I think, no her winning streak. I can't. I cannot hope they lose one of the OVAs too. Unless all the OV, the, if they're all set during the tournament, she can't lose them. Like we knew, we knew the Anzio match before we even saw it. Yeah, it was a foregone conclusion. Yeah, but I mean, but that kind of made it fun because we know, and they know, we know they're going to be Anzio. Yeah. How? Yeah. And th- that kind of gives a little. What is it? Restriction is freedom or whatever? Yeah. It, it's kind of like, okay, we have this end goal. Now let's just do crazy shit to get there. Yeah. All right. I love this show. Me too. 
History Club Best Club. <laughs> That's true. Swagger Flash. Swagger Flash. <laughs> Swagger Flash. So Stug Life. So tomorrow we'll watch um, Mobile Suit Gundam: The Origin. All right. So it's four. It's it's four one hour long episodes. So we'll do it over eight eight lunches. Cool. I. It's very tonally different from this. <laughs> it's not. Nearly, I know. It's I'm not a, nearly as fun. Ah. <laughs> but I think I think you'll like it. There's some good turns in there, and you get to see Raw son. Raw Lieutenant Raw from. <laughs> the pre pre time skip our head cannon Lieutenant <laughs> Roll. How, which how? We'll ha- we will have to explain. <laughs> anyway. Alright, good game. Good game. Good game. This has been a Night of the Living Geeks production. For more information and content, visit NLTLG.com. <laughs> <laughs>